All right. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robot the Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I am coming to you today from the kitten room. <laughs> and I'm David. Collect the Minicons! That's right, we are... Collect them! Because we are now, and this is the final episode of Transformers Robots in Disguise Season 2. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the, the Man, that's Gary Chalk's line. Official Season 2, because there's also Season 2.5, which could be considered Season 2 also, because this is episode, was it 13 or 14? Season 13, yes. And then there's a few more... And it's odd for an American cartoon to have 13 episodes. Well, I guess they do that with some shorter things in the Cartoon Network. Things have been going weird, but... Streaming. Yes. Streaming things. Yes. I well, personally I think, although... think that anyone who complains that TV shows are too short now, because they're like, oh, why is this only 10 episodes? Why is this only 8 episodes? They clearly forget about the point where Breaking Bad had to pad things out so desperately that they went back to Hank's wife's shoplifting uh, subplot. <laughs> like, padding things yeah. out is not good. No. no. I got a soft spot for Marie. Yeah, yeah, but still. That they didn't need to go back to that. Somewhere. She just loved. She just loved Hank, the color purple, and stealing things. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, I'm. I'm still hoping for her to cameo on Breaking Bad in some capacity. Oh, you mean Better Call Saul? Oh, sorry, Better Call Saul. Yes. I need to catch up with that. I'm way behind on that. All right. So this this is the. 39th episode of Robots in Disguise overall, the final episode of Season 2. First aired May 14th, 2016. Uh, written, like last week, by Adam Beechin, the guy they get to do the season premieres and finales. Big, important ones. The uh, the uh, Bob and Larry of Robots in Disguise. That's right. Except they never had a, a non-premiere finale episode that was mostly fart jokes. They had to bring him in. <laughs> Sadly... Question mark. No. So previously on Robots of Disguise, the Autobots had discovered the titular Decepticon Island, which it turns out was a big chunk of the Alchemore that has broken off, fallen in a lake somewhere, and has become Decepticon headquarters. Yes. Being run by Glowstrike and Saberhorn. Just a Whoa. couple of bugs. And yeah. And they have they have been overthrown, of course, by uh, every everybody's favorite treacherous yet sexy Wolfman, Steeljaw. Yes, I mean I don't know what they thought was going to happen, a, but he is now in position of a pair of Decepticon hunters. Yes. So uh, when last we saw, the Autobots were planning to detonate a cryo bomb. Uh, and we're doing so despite the fact that neither Bumblebee. Nor Optimus Prime, Prime can decide which of them is the leader of the Autobots. Yes, having a little bit of team conflict there. And they are now surrounded by Decepticons. <gasps> dun dun dun! Steeljaw walks in. Uh, Saberhorn and Glowstrike are with him, and they are all you know. You, you stole our island, you jerk! Yeah. So at the end of the last episode, it seemed like. 
they were just, I don't know, like, like the whole leadership thing had been resolved very cleanly. But no, it turns out that they were just in the middle of an uprising, uh, and yes. decided they would come and finish things out here with the Autobots. So they, they are actually I mean, in conflict about this. And I mean, it's not that unusual. If you attack a Decepticon base, there is a one in, I'm going to say, five chance that at any given time, uh, they will be in the middle of some sort of betrayal. Yeah, it's honestly, it's a surprise that doesn't happen more often. Somebody's declaring themselves the new leader. There's there's some sort of Decepticon civil war going on. It happens. Yeah, happens quite a bit. Uh, Glowstrike is just about to stab him in the back, but he promptly zaps her with the Decepticon hunters and. Well, during all this, Prime and Bumblebee are, you know, Bumblebee says fight, whereas Prime is clearly planning the whole get taken prisoner and then break out from the inside thing. Yeah. But because they can't decide, Windblade just takes off and makes a distraction. Now, we have uh, we have mentioned that Saberhorn is kind of like the Matt Berry of the Decepticons. Yes. And he does make a very, uh, very appropriate comment about how uh, Steeljaw has done this without any panache whatsoever, and it's very disappointing. Yes. And, and of course, Glowstrike is uh, his good lady wife. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and well, insufficient well. style and... It's no good. No good at all. Yes. So she probably gets shot. Bumblebee gets shot and drops his weapon. So they all get away with the exception of Windblade. Yes. Well, yeah, because well, while they're bickering, it's like, B's playing or Prime's playing. She's like, fuck it, I'm doing something while you were arguing. <laughs> Someone's yes. going to do a thing. Your plan, his plan, whatever. My plan. Yes. Yes. So Glowstrike grabs this, uh, this this Decepticon Hunter and is all, Ha, now I am the one with the Decepticon Hunter. But then she gets shot, and now he has three Decepticon Hunters. <gasps> That's too many. You don't have that many hands. He's got a he tail, has, which he doesn't I use. guess it's not prehensile, though. He's not a monkey. Well, no. No. On a toy, sort of, but, you know. Well, he's a robot. Wouldn't it be prehensile, sort of? Not necessarily. And most of them don't have, like, prehensile feet. I guess it depends on how it's, uh, jointed. Uh. I mean, is your elbow able to just wrap around things completely? No, because your arms have bones I, in them. Can I pick up something with my elbow pit, though? Yes! Yeah, I assume he's going to, like, do the thing where I'm going to try and carry things, like, one in each hand and one sort of under in his armpit. Yeah, I'm not thinking he would be able to manipulate it easily, but, like, he could at least, like, hold it back there somehow. I guess. Like, not as effectively as a scorpion tail, but as effectively as holding a fourth thing in your arms when your hands are full. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it, so it is time to divide and conquer now. So Drift and Ratchet, they're going to go rescue Windblade. Strongarm, Sizewave, and Grimlock are going to free the Minicons who are being used as slave labor here. Mm-hmm. And then Bumblebee, Optimus, and our new Minicon pal Toolbox are going to do the stasis bomb thing. Minicon. He's a good boy. Baby.
And then we cut back to uh, to our two human pals and fix it. Uh, you know, Denny and Russell, they anticipate that they could, you know, they could come back to base while they have human customers. So they're going to have to prepare disguises. <laughs> Very I'm important. not sure why, but the... But the and their their first answer for everything is uh, disguises. Yes. You know when 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 all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail, and when all you have is a big trunk of disguises, every uh, every problem looks like a hilarious shenanigan. <laughs> yeah. So it's a classic Denny and Russell mess around. But whilst they are poking for disguises, um, Fix-It takes this ferry, and he's going to head over on a one-man mission of rescue. And also, of course, while all this is going on, Grimlock and Grimlock is still trying to establish himself as teamies with Drift. (laughs) And Drift is still not having it. Yeah, because I also... he's reluctant to get split up because of what you know the what the, the thing we have going. We have nothing going. <laughs> which, which at this point, it's very much. Wait, they're actually dating, right? Grimlock thinks so. Yeah, what, what, what they are dating, Drifted just doesn't want to admit it yet. <laughs> Not in public. I mean, I assume Grim Drift just has one of those like longing-based uh, gay samurai relationships. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Oh, uh, well... Those are good stuff, man. Well, usually that's between what? a samurai and, and his retainer. It's like, oh, he's already dating the twins. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's that's definitely inappropriate. Those are those are children. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what? They are... I don't know if it's good for us far to say children, but they are definitely young. Yes. They are a little young. Uh, but uh, I do appreciate that we continue through this, that Strongarm and Windblade are totally being lesbians. Yeah. Just in the background. Sideswipe is their occasional third. Yes. He is trying. He is absolutely trying. Like, like we're, you know, we're not 100% gay. So we've got this guy. He's, I mean, you know, he's fairly pretty. He's, he's very pretty. He's super dumb. Yes. Wait, maybe he's just their himbo gay friend who hasn't come out of the closet yet? No, he's definitely straight. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. I guess. He's, he is full himbo. Yes. Anyway, so uh, so we cut now to uh, to Drift and Ratchet. Uh, they, uh, they get to the detention area. Uh, where our old pal uh, Robotic Ham Overload Yay! is uh, is about to put Windblade in a stasis pod. Yes, he has returned. He's made his grand uh, triumphant return. Yes, uh, an, an encore performance, you might say. Yes, but but I how dare that. they they assign a, a thespian of his magnitude to guard duty? <laughs> yeah, but he's he's a thespian versus a doctor in this scene. <laughs> Well, Thespian versus Doctor and Samurai. Yes. Well, I'm not really sure Drift does much in this. I mean, he mostly gets knocked into a stasis yes. pod. Ratchet, being a ratchet, puts up a better fight. Yes, he gets knocked into a stasis pod as well, as does his minicon. Hmm. But Drift's little minicons pop off, and they escape. 
Yeah. Meanwhile, Stronger Sideswipe and Grimlock have found a communications room, and they are going to do. They are going to send a signal that will remotely deactivate all of the slave collars that have been slapped onto the minicons. You're going to free all the babies. Free the babies. Uh, unfortunately, they encounter another. Co- they encounter another couple of recurring Decepticons. We've got Ground Pounder, uh, the the sort of big construction vehicle demolition derby uh, villainous boxer. Or gladiator, yeah, from one episode who was sort of monkeyish in that. Well, they remolded him to another character who was an orangutan. Yeah, I'd say he's like a gorilla. He's all, he's also John DiMaggio. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, there, there are so many voice actors in this episode. There are many voice actors. I mean, it's an end of a season episode. You get the occasional right. special episode where they bring all the Decepticons in, and you get Frank Stallone back, and you get John DiMaggio back. That's right, because he is accompanied by, of course, Thunderhoof, uh, robot deer mafia Frank Stallone. <laughs> the deer mafia. That's kind of mafia. There's probably a moose mafia somewhere. And uh, thankfully, this is this is not a wrap on. This is a wrap for a bunch of Decepticon characters, but not Thunderhoof. Oh, huh. I mean, out of everybody, it seems odd to bring him back, but I guess it was easy to get Frank Stallone. I'm guessing that's part of it, and also I think the, <laughs> the writers clearly doing? like writing for him. Yeah, yeah, probably. <clears throat> is he still hanging around Steeljaw? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, Steeljaw is there to the very end. Good, because I wasn't sure. Yes. Because he's I, the best. I don't remember if I've seen any of season three. Oh, well, this will be a journey. I, I know I missed a few episodes of season two. I know I must have seen a one. little bit because I remember uh, some, like, Stunticon dudes. Yes, and I'm sure you saw the one with Lori Petty. Maybe. There's Lori Probably. Petty? No. Tank girl herself. I saw a specific Stunticon that will make us happy, but I think I only saw maybe like three or four episodes of season three. In high school, I had an OC who turned into Tank Girl's movie Tank. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, trust me, we will be discussing Tank Girl at some point in the future. Yeah, When we cover that episode. Hurrah. So oh, no, I got a tiny kitten on me. She's so cute. So meanwhile, B and Optimus, you know, they're 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 heading to the sh- they're heading through the ship, and they finally, you know, they've, they've just got to talk this out. Like, listen, Prime, you know, you've always told me there's got to be one leader, and he's got to be, and he's got to be the leader, you know. And right now, that's me. No, he's he's like. Someone once told me the world was going to roll me. <laughs> we have to have a leader. Who was that prime? Who told me that? It was you. So prime is all well. Okay, you're you're in charge, Bumblebee. So so they get to this, uh, you know, the the ventilation center of the ship. But indeed, Steeljaw is there. He he remembers. Oh, hey, remember that uh, that finale when you uh, put your weapons together and you got some aesthetically unappealing power ups? 
aesthetically unappealing yet toyetic power-ups. And yet I don't think they made toys of them. I wow. Well, there, there really? was the flip-up Energon armor, but yeah, I don't think any of them had that. No. Oh. So yeah, so this they, they, series what? is a lot of things that seem like it. Sh- they oh. should be there for toys that are not for toys. No, wait a minute. The the flip up energon armor I'm thinking of is for Cyberverse. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a thing they did in Cyberverse, <laughs> but it showed up here. That's weird. All right, so now although they they kind of did the energon armor for minicons with the yes the they did do that. Parts. Yeah. Good babies. So, yeah, so now by your powers combined, I am Super Steel Jaw. <laughs> uh, this was live action. You played by Kevin Nash, and he would somehow drop like a dock on himself. <laughs> <laughs> Does he actually get taller? I guess he's always taller than me. Yes. Yeah, pretty much all the Decepticons makes- are bigger than the Autobots in this. Makes him more sexually threatening. <laughs> But yes, by wearing is. a visor? No, I just mean being taller oh, than Bumblebee. Told, yeah. yeah, he he is he goes from daddy to I guess what uh Zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> I wait, does, does Steeljaw have Yowie hands? I mean they're claws, I guess. Claw, I, mean, I guess they kinda work. I don't think they're like weird long Doug Jones fingers though. Yeah. No, they're just claws. I mean you know, he's a wolf man, he's got wolf hands. Yes. Yes. So yeah, Fixit has reached the Alchemore now. He finds uh, his minicons, and you know they're they're doing the whole you know getting beaten by the uh, Decepticons, and one of them falls down, and he's going to get shot. And then Fixit's in there pulling his best Charlton Heston. <laughs> you know, let 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 my Fixits go. <laughs> yes, if the Fix It Rebellion. Yes. Good mini cons. Good babies. So, Jetstorm and Slipstream, they are fighting off uh, Overload, who is surprisingly outmatched here. And uh, he, they get Ratchet and Windblade out of the uh, out of their pods. Uh, we, we get, get an I needed that. Yes, we also get yes, well, well, a not in the face. Oh, look, and before that, it's like, what is this improvisation? Yes. It's like, it's like three good lines right in a row. And this is, I needed that. Yes, Number 10. And... <laughs> oh, all right, minicons. I need a place, an occupation, <laughs> and a foodstuff. <laughs> I could see him absolutely, like, getting distracted in a fight by someone proposing... <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Oh, that actually would have been good for the minicons to do, to just, like, use knowledge of him being an actor to distract him. Huh. Hey, o- Overload, what you've got before you, you do it, you've got to tell me. W- what if uh, uh, Paul Giamatti worked in a McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> uh, although you need to have some sort of, like, Cybertronian celebrities. Anyway. Like, I don't know. Like him. We don't really know of other Cybertronian celebrities. And Rudolph Thunderhoof is just stomping the ground repeatedly and 
strong arm sideswipe Grimlock are well, strong strong arm and sideswipe are just getting like stomped up and down, whilst Grimlock tries to wrestle Ground Pounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- th- this Grimzilla versus Kong rematch isn't going well for Grimlock. No, but finally, Strongarm kicks Sideswipe over to the controls. He he puts on the brown noise. Yeah. And everybody just has an awful time until the Autobots are able to endure it slightly longer than the others. I- yeah. Which, which are, yes, because we have to. Is that implied because the Decepticons are animals? That's what I was thinking. Sensitive? Yes, because they. Uh, I assume monkeys and well, deer especially have good hearing. I don't know about monkeys, but I assume so. Slightly. I didn't even make that association. I just figured that they were just trying to outlast them. I don't know. I like brown noise, though. It makes me sleep. <laughs> yes. Or this was much of, less. Pleasant. You may think of white noise. No, there's actually a brown noise that you can get on noise-making apps that oh. is, like, a little bit lower. And, uh, oh, it's, more it's bass? Good. You know, yeah. when I was a kid, uh, the brown noise was allegedly the sound that made you poop. Well, that's the brown note, which doesn't actually <laughs> exist. Oh. Or does it? No, Maybe it we just haven't found it yet. Yeah. Researchers have not yet discovered it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Oh, there's a like brain. Bigfoot. You can't prove the non-existence of something. Oh, oh, it's it's from Brownian noise, which is apparently named after Robert Brown. So it's not the Brown note; it's just named after a guy. Oh. The Brownian motion. I think, unless I'm on the wrong wiki page. <laughs> I guess you have to be really careful not to play the wrong one, though. Yes. Yeah. Don't play the yellow noise either. <laughs> oh no! Anyway, the str- yeah, strong arm kick side swipe, and after she's done that, she says she's been wanting to do that since they first met. Yes, yes. With a big <laughs> smile on her face. Yeah, this this almost works as like a series finale. Yeah, it, yeah. So much I mean, a series the, finale. It's odd. The end of it, and we'll get there in a moment. But the end of it really has that like. We don't know if we're getting another season or not feel to it. Yes. Yeah, this is a wrap. We're done. But we'll leave enough threads open just in case it's not. Yeah. Well, this was... Was this on Cartoon Network? Yes. That would explain why. They had had a habit, and still do have a habit, of just canceling shit with no reason. Then again, Netflix isn't much better. No. Netflix is like, give it two seasons, it's gone. But actually, give it one season, we'll split it into two, so they're only charging for one, or whatever. I need more bot-bots. Absolutely. Well, just going to keep watching the bot-bots that we already have <laughs> over and over until I have it memorized like I used to do with G1. So, so once they've done that, they also send the signal that deactivates the minicon collars, so they all rise up and defeat their masters. Yay! Go little well, minicons! After Fixit has already trucked himself to the island and, and started the rebellion, and, yes. and he like he stands up to them before the um oh is it a random Viacon? Yeah, it's a Viacon, yeah. 
but before the collars come off and everybody else can yes. form their guns, their little <laughs> yes, yeah, so everybody's also able to deploy their enormous arsenal weapons. Yes, yes. So, of course, the main event, though, of course, is Op- Bumblebee and Optimus versus Steeljaw, who straight up has a Furman line in here. Hmm? <laughs> uh, he's uh, Steeljaw says, "I feel like I can take down all the primes together. What chance do you have?" Oh, that's <laughs> like what? What chance do we have? Is like a big Furman thing. It is. It's, well, it, it doesn't stand out as much as some of the other British isms. That vast predatory birds. Yes, vast predatory birds and and got to spoon and stuff feel more Furman than this is just a general term, which is I guess why I missed it. Penny, he's, he's ah, uh, used it. Uh, what, what have we got here? Uh, six separate times. Well, still, okay. That is, that is that is a verbal it's pretty. Tip, but. That's pretty significant, yeah. But it doesn't stand out as much as just a Furman or Britishy thing. Uh, yeah, it's not quite. It's over, stuff. finished. Something, yeah. something, <laughs> fight and oh, die. God. I've I've seen that in the wild too. Another, th- I think was it Marvel Comics or something recently. I don't know, but that that's come up, and it's like, eh, okay, that's got a. That feels like it's something that's even before Furman that just he adopted, and some other people get it too. Over finished, and then uh, of course one of his more recent ones, uh, surplus to requirements. Yeah, yes. that that one's very British. But again, I think I've seen it somewhere else outside of Furman writing. Maybe only once or twice though. Oh, maybe it was a Roche thing. No. Mm. Of course, a lot of the other British writers have assimilated the uh, the Furmanisms. Yeah. Yes. I mean, when that's what you grew up reading, that sort yeah. of bleeds into you. It's like how every American comic book writer sounded like Stan Lee for about 20 years. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because that's your, like, influence. Yeah. And then and then we spent uh, about uh, you know, a good 20 years trying to sound like Alan Moore. Yeah. They're not trying to sound like Bendis yet, are they? Well, probably, yeah. Not so much. Of course, I mean, he's just okay. trying to sound like David Mamet. Yeah, well, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's like a specifically sounding like how he does, how he is, but it's like his method of two characters talking back and forth. Yes. Going nowhere for pages. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fine for a literary thing, not good thing for comics. And you know. Or at least not superhero comics. Yeah, yeah, it would be fine for some comics. If you're doing but... a relationship comic, but... Yeah, yeah so anyway, Steeljaw is quickly uh, swarmed by these now free mini-cons, which mm. gives Bumblebee time to uh, to set up this bomb. Set us and up the bomb. bomb. Yes, and thankfully, uh, Prime does indeed come to B's last-minute aid as... Uh, Steeljaw attempts to strike at uh, the but B with his back turned. Yes, with the, with another kick. Yes, and so the these the minicons they they take uh, they take Steeljaw's weapon, so he's now depowered. Bumblebee takes it and he uses it to melt the floor in a burning uh, ring of fire. Yes, and then frees it so that Steeljaw is like. Embedded in this molten metal, and he seems really more mad about the fact that he's stuck in the floor, and less mad about the fact that, like, they 
lower half of his body's probably melted off now. Well, yes, yeah, he's, he's, you would think that. I mean, you could say, well, their bodies are made out of like special fancy space metal, but presumably their spaceship is also made out of fancy space metal, and you would think that they would try to make their spaceship out of a metal that had at least as high, if not higher, of a melting point than their bodies, but... Would they? I, I, I mean, don't know. We we tend to not make ships out of skin. Like, the, the base know, elements may be similar. Have, we, make, we make ships out of things that are sturdier than yeah. skin, is what like, I mean. Like, the ship is, is, is the effect of wood as opposed to skin. Anyway, it, yes, he does end up looking like a teleporter accident that should be in pain. Yes, it's just all, ooh, ah, my, my robot wolf genitals. Ah, so mad. Well, it's, it's only up to his knees. I guess. And presumably tail. But yeah, he's, a, he, he's just, uh, he's just hopping mad about all this. <laughs> Howling mad. Yes. He's, uh, he's real mad at Bumblebee, that's for sure. Yes. Oh, he is extremely mad. It is like it's it's time for a vendetta at this point. He is oh yes, very done with Bumblebee. But he may not to get get to fulfill it because they get it, they speed out of there and the bomb goes off. Well, they speed out there with a convoy of minicons behind them. Yes. Well, the, they've uh, they've got these little like energy tethers and they've sort of lassoed themselves. Yeah, which is the, has Fix It ever used that ability before? I doubt. I it. think he has. Oh, he has. Okay. Yeah, it, it seems familiar. It, it did probably not for me, that purpose. It seemed familiar yes. because it's like in Snow Crash when it's the girl who like rides around hover skateboarding with the magnetic tether that she hooks to passing vehicles. Yes. At least it's not people trying to make a very bad metaverse like. Some people I can mention who got the wrong idea from Snow Crash. Was Snow Crash the one with hero protagonist? Yes. Oh. And all of the tech bros took absolutely the wrong ideas from the entire thing. Yeah. It's like no, it's it's a dystopia that we don't want this. (laughs) This is the bad ending. Yes, this is the bad part. So yeah, that is two pages so they, on uh, collision detection. <laughs> they get out. They get to the boats, and uh, this bomb goes off. And boats, according to their sensors, multiple boats. They only took one. Oh no, they fix it. No, did steal the fix it boat. took oh, one. I forgot about yes. that. Oh, I thought right. it was a continuity error because like, the boats. What boats? It's like oh, right, fix it took one. Uh, dang it. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, they they take the boats and get just fine. Yeah, so every Decepticon in here is in stasis, so you know, Steeljaw, Saberhorn, Glow Strike, Ground Pounder, Thunderhoof, Overload. Hundreds of Vehicons. Yes. Uh, a bunch of those Chompazoids, a, some, some uh, recolored some arachnid. Pa- That's right. And uh, apparently Kickback was also on this island. Yeah. But we will still be seeing a couple of the guys on this again after they were freed for nefarious purposes. Yay! Oh, yeah, because they're going to space. That's yeah. right, yes, because we, uh, we cut now the only place that capitalism has yet to uh, corrupt. 
Space. 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 No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll do another take. Don't worry, Tim. We won't do another take. <laughs> Not doing another take. Yeah. So, yeah, so Toolbox and the other minicons, they're going to fix up the Alchemore, and they're going to take these Decepticons back to Cybertron. Yep, and they make a point to mention that they're going to keep their shield up so the local wildlife does not notice that they're doing this. Yes. And we're uh, we're also going to see uh, what's uh, what's going on with that uh, that new regime on Cybertron. It's not so friendly to Autobots. Optimus is on the way back. Well, I yeah, mean, so- I guess yeah, it's not so friendly to Autobots in the sense that it's non-aligned people right. rather than I was going to say Prime's Autobots, but I guess they did say just Autobots in general, much like the IDW stuff. Yes, well, and we'll find out the terrible truth <gasps> in time. Is it Starscream? I bet it's Starscream. I'm not going to say. Did they make Starscream president of Cybertron? Is that also <laughs> like an IDW? <laughs> I'm not going to say, but you may be seeing Starscream sooner than you think. Oh, dun, dun, dun. I mean, I know that's a fact because I remember toy shelves. <laughs> Well, not everybody who was in the toilet got got in the show, though. What? Yeah. I'm... Which is wild, because not everyone in, like, so many people in the show didn't get toys. Yes. <laughs> then they have to go and turn around and make toys of people who aren't in the show. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it felt that way back in G1, you know. I, I, got, I can't find an RC in, in stores, but uh, where's my twin twist on TV? Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah, fair. It has been a recurring thing since the beginning. How is this guy not on TV? Is two drills coming out of his butt? <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. That's quality Absolutely television. be on TV. Yes. It's <laughs> how you know it's good, by the number of drills coming out of their butt. So, yeah, we are reducing our cast a little. Ratchet is going back, so that is the end of Jeffrey Combs' guest spot here. He will be back, though. Aw, okay, good. His minicon does show up again during these fights, but he does not yes. say anything. Yes. And, uh, and stay, tuned, uh, stay tuned at the end of the episode for more Jeffrey Combs. <gasps> Yay! Uh, Windblade is also going back, so she says her goodbyes to the cast. S- says her goodbyes to Strongarm. <laughs> I and, like uh, how per- when... Uh, Man, I should have written down the the actual exchange they have, but Sideswipe says his whole thing about how he, like, feels like he's outgrown Cybertron, so he's just going to stay on Earth, and Windblade's like, okay, well, I'll miss you, buddy, and then she does this little eye roll at Strongarm, like, (laughs) humoring him, and it's so good. It's so good. Oh, why did they ever... Put them on different teams for the entire season. Uh, Just the three of them should have stayed together. Yeah, splitting up into maybe three teams might have worked better. Just put those mm. three on a team together. The gay team. You have the home team, the away team, and the gay team. Hmm. Yes. Oh my goodness, I have so many kittens on me right now. And then Prime is also going to leave. He is, you know, he's going to see what's up with this new regime. But I, I know that Earth is in good hands with you, Bubblebee. Yes. 
so I, I assume he will be returning, but again, I'm like pre- I said. Yes, he will definitely be back, but we it, are it in our cast for the time being. It gives that vibe of, I mean, it's not quite like a, a Bob and Larry season ending where they just kill off people and determine which deaths actually mattered the next year when they find out what Hasbro wants them to do. Yes. But it definitely feels like the that. kind of ending where they don't know that there's going to be another season or not as they're writing it. So they want to make it where there's enough closure, but enough open ends. Yeah. It does feel like it clears the plate so much by locking up hundreds of Decepticons. Yes. Yes. And shoving them into space. <laughs> we'll see how well that goes. And presumably there's still some stragglers on Earth, but like... Yeah, well, we, we so know that we haven't caught... Presumably the other people from the other half of the ship that have not been caught. Yeah. Or anybody from Decepticon Island who happened to not be on Decepticon Island. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who happened to be out doing other things that day. Yes. It would have been nice to see at least, like, one specific Decepticon who got away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they... Yeah. Somebody. But no, it, it wraps up very cleanly, and, and Drift yep. has a finally agreed to be a teamy. Yes, we are teamies. <laughs> he has been beaten into submission. He will now yes. be teamies. Also, also, it just occurred to me that Steeljaw is a wolf, right? He was caught in a trap. Shouldn't he have tried to gnaw off his own legs? <laughs> yeah! Well, it wasn't just his leg. It was his whole lower body. I don't think you can chew off your own lower body. We would have to cut yeah. off both legs. At, at, like the That's, That's probably a little too hardcore for this ship. Mm. Yes. For this show. But actually, yeah, that would have worked if, like, one leg was only stuck in the fire. <laughs> and then, and, and he, then had... he just bites it the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, or if we just, like, hear him making, like, or Billy least... West chewing out something noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that or at least that, tried. That would have been good and more gruesome. <laughs> this show doesn't really do gruesome so much. No, I no. Oh, there, there. No, there, there was, there was the decapitation episode with that guy. This is true. There was, there was another body horror one, I think, in the first season. I mean, there was I the one remember. with the bat, which was a little. Well, we're gonna get some body horror a little later when we start. Getting into combining here. Oh, that was a bit. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. That that stuff's weird. <laughs> combining is weird. Yeah, well, mm. B is going to set up. We need to acknowledge yes. that more often. So yeah, B is going to set up a permanent base on Earth, and uh, we're going to take out the last of the Decepticon stragglers. If you wanted mm. to get some real Furman references in there, they could set it up in the Arctic and just have polar bears occasionally and establishing <sighs> shots. Good old but Earth that, Force that, base. I guess that I guess that does lack the charm of the uh, the scrapyard. Yeah, you'd need to have some charming humans hanging around. They and also, Denny probably doesn't. They, maybe if Denny could get like a parka made out of Hawaiian shirt material. Yes. Hmm. Oh, that would probably have to be custom made. I don't think they usually go in much for patterns on those these days. All right, and so that does it for this se- for this episode and this season of Robots in Disguise. Uh, I enjoyed this wrap up. I like that we got uh, to see some of the old Decepticons back. Yeah, and got their voice actors, which is nice. Yes, 
Yeah, I like we had a have always more steel jaw. More steel jaw is always welcome. I'm glad yes. Thunderhoof is still around. Uh, like I said, I I liked all of the the Windblade strong arm, especially at the expense of Sideswipe. It was a lot of them being being pals at the expense of Sideswipe, so that was cute. Um, but yes, and Drift agreed to be teamies. And they collected all the mini cons. That's yes, they did. David K's line. Or not David K. That's Gary Chalk's line. <laughs> collecting the mini cons. Although he often called them minicons. That's I'm, true. <laughs> I'm just still I'm shocked. Sure if he, like last episode, he did it to camera. <laughs> was a bit well, much. I mean, do remember that during Beast Machines, a, a, a guy literally has the line, gotta catch them all, that he says directly to the camera. Yeah, yes, but, but then that it was, was a we know comic it was a joke. character. That was a funny character. <laughs> this was Optimus Prime delivering the line to camera. Yes. Optimus Prime does oh. not do comedy. Not anymore. I'm glad they rescued them. They were they were good babies. Oh, oh, the wiki at least lists one of my favorites who is known at large. Springload! He ain't on the ship. Ooh. He is going to come back. Yay. Nice. And of course, we are going to come back as well. Um, uh, the, obviously, the uh, robots disguise structured a little oddly. Yeah. Uh, so there is after this season, which we are now finished. There is a six-episode mini season, and then a full-length regular season. It's only six. Oh, geez, that's even six episodes. I keep so forgetting how are, short it is. So what we are going to do is we are going to do. The uh, we're, we're going to do have one of our mid our between seasons episodes where we cover a totally different, usually non transformer show. Yep. Then we are going to do the six episode mini mini season, and then we will go back to Rescue Bots. Well, no, that yeah, yeah, well, Rescue Bots. Oh, I was confused the series because yes. like I, I thought was we would do Rescue Bots next, and then have six episodes of Robots in Disguise, and then Rescue Bots again. It's like now that's a bit much. Right. That is yeah. uh, that is a thin sandwich. <laughs> yes. Yes. That that is one slice of cheese between two loaves of bread. Yes, and uh, and we haven't quite figured out what we're going to do for our between seasons episode yet. So you'll find out when we do. No, well yeah. we we well, used to do like what do. was airing at the time, but what was airing? We at could the time? do an episode uh, of Go like that. Japanese. Oh yeah. That everyone uh, forgets for I assume good reason. Well, a if we can uh, find it. B I've seen an episode of that. Yeah, Transformers Go. More like Transformers Stop. I'm not sure. There's a lot <laughs> to talk about. More like Transformers No. <laughs> Other than hey, it would have been neat to get some of these redecos and remold toys, but and and the new mm. things look like messes and horrible. Ugly things they because they have a animal vehicle mode, a robot mode, and a combined triple. Yeah, I, I heard those mode. were terrible. The shark you know, one looks kind of cool though. I almost got. That. I know one thing that we sort of put out there and shot down one time, uh, mm-hmm. just as something that was on in the same 
demographic running at around the same time. Uh, but due to its extremely serialized nature, it's not something you really want to just do one episode of. Uh, but I do feel like the Netflix Voltron series, uh, I, I need to, hmm. to take another look at that now that I've watched Our Flag Means Death. <laughs> because that's got Reese Davies in it. Uh, the, the, um... <laughs> That is a show I've meant to watch and never gotten around to. Well, actually, both of the shows you're talking about. Season three or so, but yeah, when I was, and I was busy and, you know, that was about the same time I I got derailed watching this regularly. Uh, but first episode of Our Flag Means Death, I was like, hey, that's Corin from Netflix Voltron. I mean, given given what we usually do on the show, we're probably more likely to watch an episode of Voltron: The Third Dimension. Yes. Oh, oh. I don't think we can do Voltron though, because I will just spend the entire time being angry about the Gal Gygar dub. Because that was apparently what they moved their budget to instead of uh, finishing the second half of that series with that. Yeah perfectly good dub was really that they good. put their money into uh, producing a box set of the original Voltron. Uh, well, it sold better, unfortunately. Did it, though? I think it did. Did it? Uh, I'd have to see numbers. Well, they produced more. It might have sit on shelves more, but they had more stock. Gal Gygar? Yeah. Actually, Gal Gygar on the secondary market will probably get you pretty penny. Oh, yes. It absolutely will, and it's taken a act of oh, will God. to not Sell those. Hey, hey, discotheque. Where's where's Gal Gygar? I know, right? That's I. I will occasionally be that obnoxious person adding them, like Gal Gygar, whenever they're about to do a big announcement of upcoming releases. They've done crazier. They they managed to cobble together the dub and redub some episodes of Tobikage Ninja Robots that didn't exist. Yes. I I heard about like, that project. I wouldn't put it past them to dub the rest of Gal Gygar if they get it. Oh yeah, and I mean most of those people are still in the business, so yeah, um, uh, that was Cinder Klaus and that. Somewhere? Yeah, was yeah, he was guy. And then uh, the kid who was the first Ash in Pokemon. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, wait, wasn't it? Wasn't he actually a kid? <laughs> So doubt he be. sounds like that anymore. Yeah, I guess I that may be the that, problem. Uh, I just assumed that, uh, like most boys on cartoons, uh, Ash was an adult woman. Yeah, I thought he was at least the first dub was an adult woman. Okay, mm. I, I don't remember the the Pokemon dub outside of Team Rocket. Now I have to look this up. <laughs> well, of course, uh, the the amazing like eighties Stan Bush esque. Theme song, yes. Hmm. Like I, I, I know Stan Bush didn't write that, but that's the best Stan Bush song. Stan Bush never wrote. <laughs> yes. And there it, was it's the uh, oh. the the Stan Bush uh, song for that Sailor Moon CD. Oh yeah, you wrote that. I wow. Anyway, it's entirely possible we just end up watching Gargoyles or something. Yeah, oh, we're yes. probably going to end up watching Why the fuck do we do, do that? We, we've been threatening that for a while. 
And you've been rewatching. Okay, all right, gargoyles it is. Fuck it. Also, gargoyles. I'm I'm very. Uh, I think part of why I I keep going on about Gal Gygar is that one of the main villains is named Pizza, my favorite food. Yes. <laughs> well, so all four of those bad guys I think are named after for this Pizza, Pancinon, um, Primavera, or something like that. Like they're all Italian-y sounding things. Anyway, speaking of countries that were in the Axis, I believe it's now time for David's Tokusatsu Corner. That's oh, wait, a really quick, odd introduction. Quick derail, uh, the, I, I just segue. looked it up. I know. I just looked it up, and uh, Mamoru uh, from Gal Gygar slash Ash from Pokemon was played by someone named Veronica Taylor. So Rob gets that one. It was an adult woman and not an actual small boy. Okay, then. I don't know. I just know that, that every once in a while they try to actually have small boy played by small boy. Yes, and then you end up with them actually aging between seasons, like yes. with Adventure Time or one of the characters on the Owl House. Or like Arthur, where you have like 20 Arthurs at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Arthur Mill. Uh, we just turned to... Oh, yes. Um, anyway. Sorry. This week on Gosei Shantai, Die Ranger, you have to see it, enormous one! <laughs> oh, uh, no. Yeah, I, I guess think this I was saw the last that. time I went fishing. I was going to say, I think I saw that written on the wall of a bathroom stall in a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could almost just leave it there. Done, that's perfect. Uh, but no. <laughs> Um, the, the, the turtle nerd is hanging out with a couple of the rangers, and he sees, through a telescope, he was looking at the moon. Oh, hey, it's an eclipse. Oh, no, there's a giant dragon flying in front of the moon that's, like, noticeably comparable in size to the moon. Like, not the same size, but it's freaking huge in front of the moon. Really big, and, and, and then he turns into a turtle again and, and back to a person. And he's like, oh no, that, that's a huge, great horror king! And he's panicked about that. It's like, whatever. It's like, okay, there's a big dragon coming. Calm down, dude. Meanwhile, Ko, the White Ranger, is floating in his room in a glowing bubble. And the rest of the Rangers are like, that ain't good. No. Now, this is the thing that was Serpentera on Power Rangers. Yes, you are correct. Okay. And this is called uh, Dirugin, which means... Um, okay, because I, I strongly remember that image of it flying in front of the moon. Yeah, it, it's um, yes. Big God Dragon or something like that. It cut back to the guys that were hanging out with, with their, their turtle nerd friend. It's like, those two rangers are playing Pachinko and they're possibly addicted because Pachinko is this weird thing that never quite makes sense. It's gambling, but it's an arcade, it's Used to be run oh, hey, by the Yakuza. This, is this the episode where when they did it for Power Rangers, they had to spend half the episode just explaining to American audiences what Pachinko was? Probably. Yes. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> because that just, as someone watching it at age about 14 or 15, so I was aware of the meta aspects of it, and I was like... That's a lot of setup to just be able to use some footage of a pachinko machine monster. Well, it, it could... Whoa. That's that's 100% how I know what pachinko is. <laughs> yes. 
The, the, the footage in this episode was used in six episodes of Power Rangers. <laughs> Presumably, it's mostly just footage of, of the Serpentera flying against the moon. They used that Serpentera footage so many times. Yeah. Was it like a recurring yes. thing on this show? Or? Yeah, because... Okay, spoilers. Okay. He only shows up in like three or four episodes in Die Ranger. But they used him as the main Zord of Lord Zed in Power Rangers, and he used it all... Well... He flew it around all the time. He only got, actually got to attack Earth like three times. <laughs> okay, because, yeah, this was used a zillion times. And they also used it... Uh, they used it in the thinly disguised... The episode that was a thinly disguised pilot for Masked Rider. Ooh. They did? I mean, I know they used it in... Um Oh, what the fuck did they call it? Like Forever Red or something, where they had Red Rangers come back, and they were fighting remnants of the Machine Empire, and they had, they resurrected Serpentera. Mm. Oh, that's what I would do. Maybe that's what I'm called. It was something like that. But where they reuse suits from, I think, Beetleborgs is the bad guys? That sounds right, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, where are we going? Uh, mustache Weirdo in a top hat comes in and plays Pachinko and gets triple sevens and clears out the place and it's like oh of course this is the monster of the week great famous pachinko player which is that's a boring freaking name at least in, <laughs> in the subtitles it is maybe it sounds better in Japanese I think in it looks like in the American version it was pachinko head pachinko head okay that's head. not better not much better no not really no that's not better uh, anyway, the, the Rangers, do they fight him? B- Green and blue get fused into a giant pachinko ball, which I think is an, actually an oversized soccer ball painted, painted silver, and kicked away. <laughs> and somehow they're they're better later in the episode, and it's just not explained. We just lose that fight. Um, oh, the, the reason Co, the White Ranger, is having is floating and is having horrible dreams is because. Uh, the the evil button kid is back from the dead and haunting his dreams. <laughs> because of the, picking up a plot thread that I'd actually forgotten about watching this week to week, the um when Ko turns ten, he's going to be turned into an evil Gorma unless he meets his mom again, who's imprisoned in a temple somewhere. And nobody knows the Co doesn't know his damn birthday and, and when the Rangers talk to the mom, she didn't inform them of the specific day. So it's like eventually when he turns ten, shit's going bad. So evil button kid's idea is like, well if I keep him dreaming until his birthday, fuck it, he's gonna be evil. That works. And the button kid's gotten more powerful because he was dead. Yes, he was dead, child, and and then the evil emperor fished him out of hell. Which that was a weird episode. <laughs> and it, this is a complicated episode with many moving parts. Button kid taunts his dad, and and then his dad is like, "Fuck it, okay, we're going to use the pachinko monster, and his his power somehow is yo power, which." Yo-yo power, whatever, I guess it's a thing that I forgot. Yo-yo-yo. To use that to control Ko so that the father can have it instead of his son, because the father and son are like, fucking hate each other. And in the process, Mm -hmm. it's like, fuck it, the the pachinko monster, enlarge yourself and just cause havoc in the middle of the episode. 
and then the red dragon zord has to fight the giant pachinko monster because all the rangers are busy fighting the the generals of the bad guys and chaos everywhere meanwhile their turtle nerd friend is cameo is running through the streets screaming cats and dogs living together he's screaming and then the giant serpent terror shows up in the sky it's like well that ain't good <laughs> there's a kilometer long space dragon that is blotting out the sun that seems fine well we have to deal with that to be continued <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> yes, it's just introduce, introduction and chaos and, and fight and to be continued. Setting up more stuff of this giant dragon. Here, buy this new toy. <laughs> Serpentair is really cool, though. Yeah, it's really cool. Look, it, it's very simple. It, it, it's a long serpent dragon that just sort of stands up on his back legs. Yay, a robot. Which does kind of look cool and... I think it's the biggest Zord, not the biggest Zord toy, but the biggest Zord ever, maybe? In canon stuff? At least it was for a long time. I'm not sure if I it mean, still if it is. can blot out the sun, that's, uh, that's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. That, 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 would, that was a fun, confusing, weird episode bringing up plot threads I'd forgotten about. It's like, oh, I forgot oh. about Ko's birthday <laughs> being the, um, uh, bring about Doom. Alright, and that is it for the Stasis Pod this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with a an in-between seasons episode to be determined. It'll and, be something uh, fun. It'll probably yes, it be will. Gargoyles. Probably. Yes. It should be the episode with the pack because that's the one that was always on when mm. I would turn it on in high school. Uh, I'm 100% up for that episode with the pack. <laughs> And of course, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter. We're on we we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at Patreon.com/slash iaconunderground. Uh, for this month, uh, we went to see Doc. Well, I think at this point, Rob may still have not seen Doctor Strange. Uh, but we are not going to suggest that people go to theaters and expose themselves to possible fatal illnesses to go see Doctor Strange. So instead, we are going to go see a different doctor entirely, except not quite that different. Uh, we are going to be watching (laughs) Full Moon Pictures, uh, what was it, 92? Uh, 1992, Dr. Mordred. Yes. Uh, which is uh, a a movie... Actually, Rob, you can explain this very well, though I'm pretty sure I got the gist of it uh, previously. So, Full Moon Pictures, they got the license from Marvel Comics to make a Doctor Strange movie. They started you know, writing a script, getting stuff together. Then they lost the license. Then they took the... They changed the names around in the script, and they made the movie anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's sort of like the the Corman Fantastic Four, except like if they had just, I don't know, made it about Rude Rogers and <laughs> right the uh, the uh, the fabulous foursome, uh, you yes. know the uh, the it um, <laughs> the uh, the flaming man the uh, uh, the hard to see lady <laughs> and of course. Uh, 
Senior Fabulous. <laughs> Rob Richards. <laughs> Rob Richards. So and that is there, available. And of course, their arch foe, uh, Doctor Dreadful. <laughs> If well, anyone Dredd. would like to uh, would wow. like to watch this before our episode, uh, it is available on Tubi, uh, which is one of those random free apps that may or may not be a pre-assigned button on your Roku uh, remote. <laughs> uh, they actually, I it it is one that is worth downloading though because it's got like all the Unicron trilogy stuff oh. and like a bunch of it's got a they've got a bunch of. Is that is the one that's got a bunch of transformer stuff, right? Because yes, I know they're not like, in Canada. Oh. oh, well, that's a shame. But yeah, it, listen, if you want to perfectly replicate the sensation of going into a video store in 1994, <laughs> oh yes, yeah. there's a lot of full moon stuff on there. Oh yes, get to TV. I, mean, I have a, uh, I have a a little in the kitten room. I have a little Vizio TV that I got like five years ago. Uh, that is like tiny, uh, and the pre-assigned buttons on it for streaming services. I'm pretty sure like maybe half of them still exist. Uh, so sometimes <laughs> cool. I'm like, is that that streaming service or is that like some other like Roku channel or was it like? Pluto, or was it like, I don't know, make up some silly... That's the thing. It's like how I used to joke when I was at Starbucks about how I was going to just start making up uh, kids' show <laughs> cartoon names, uh, like <laughs> Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys, which was something that couldn't possibly be real, and I absolutely must have just made up. Uh, but you could absolutely do that with streaming services, because it's like voodoo and... What's my what's this remote say on it? It's got. Uh, it's does it have crackle? Called, like, is crackle still around? Crackle. It does have crackle as a button. Uh, like I said, I don't know if that means it's still around because this is five years old. It's got something called Kumo. It's K U M O. Kumo. Oh, I don't remember that one. I'm going and to guess pornography. Possibly. Now, uh, and that, it does that's have... not a long U. <laughs> And it <laughs> Como. <laughs> it does have uh, it does have voodoo as a button on here, uh, but it doesn't have a two B button. Uh, but I did find my concern with those streaming services is always that they're going to just shove like constant commercials in there. I did find that the commercial breaks were fairly uh, unobtrusive. So though, yes. uh, when I switched, I started streaming it through the TV. And then the app was having some buffering issues because the house my apartment is in has very thick walls. So if I close doors, suddenly I get no Wi-Fi. Uh, so I started streaming it through the Chrome, uh, the like Apple AirPlay thing on my phone. And the moment Tubi had any personal information about me to pull from, it starts giving me extremely gay eHarmony ads. <laughs> so that was, thanks. I, I definitely needed that encouragement to go get a date. I can't date. I sleep on a pull-out sofa. Anyway, because I have, because my kittens, I have so many kittens. Be like, come date me. I have kittens. So, uh, yeah, if it's not super long, it's like 75 minutes. Yep. Uh so definitely if you have like 
an hour and a half if you figure in commercials and maybe a bathroom break and getting some popcorn in there. Uh, it's definitely worth uh, giving a watch before you listen to us talk about it. Uh, but that yeah. is going to be over on our Patreon uh, at... Did we mention that it stars Jeffrey Combs? I forget if yes. we mentioned yes. that it stars I, I don't think we did. Jeffrey it's, Combs. It's, it's Jeffrey Combs as straight to VHS <laughs> Doctor Strange, and it's pretty great. Oh, yes. it's, and it, and it's, it's pretty great. T-U-B-I, not to be or not to be. Yes. Yes, it's T-U-B-I. Uh, and like I said, they also have Unicron Trilogy, and I think they have animated and... Basically, all the stuff that all the Transformers stuff that Netflix doesn't have for whatever reason. Hmm. Uh, so definitely worth uh, an app worth downloading if you don't mind them knowing enough about you to feed you extremely specific and on the nose personal <laughs> ads. Or you just actually uh, have effective ad blockers and don't see any ads. Well, Ooh. I wasn't watching it on my laptop. If I was watching it on my laptop, yeah, then, I could have watched yeah. it on my phone, but. Uh. Yes. Uh, so yes, that is Iacon as uh, patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to those special episodes. All right. So until next time, then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I may be smothered with kittens by then. And I'm David. I needed that. I think that was the last one we'll ever get. Aww. Well, he is coming back later on Robots in Disguise, though. Oh, oh, okay.